When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Player Profiler Nation? Welcome to the latest episode of Trade Gods. I am your co-host, Maddie Kiwum, and I am joined by my right-hand man, my fellow Trade God brother and the morning man himself, Mr. Jason Allwine. What is going on, Jay? Nothing too much, man. We've had a good pre-show. We're about to have a great guest. We're about to talk trades. It's Thursday night, man. Always excited to be here. Oh, baby. So let's just get right on into it. Jason, you teased that very special guest, but should we just bring him right on and get a crack a lacking? Yeah, man. Not often do we get to share the stage with a future millionaire. This guy and I drafted a best ball mania four <laughs> draft, and it's actually the winner. We've got $3 million on the way coming next year. This is my man, Tyler Football, Tyler Knavely. Welcome on. Let's go. What what he what he's not going to tell you about that best ball team is we need uh the Kyle Trask, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin uh stack to really <laughs> carry us to that three million. So, but if, hey, if the Buccaneers finish like twelve and five this year, we're probably winning three mil. So <laughs> the Baker Stizzy, I like that. That will give you some variance when you're trying to win that bazillion. Oh, you don't have Baker. Oh, Trask, Trask, the Trask stack. Yeah. My brain couldn't even conceptualize that. But, hey, that is the variance you need if you want to take down the Millie. But some of our listeners here, they want to take down some trades in their Dynasty Week. I mean, in their Dynasty Leagues. Boys, happy Dynasty Week. Let's go. Let's go. Love Dynasty. Let's get it. Dynasty Week has been fantastic here at Player Profiler. We have so many awesome things coming out this week. Everything is geared toward helping you win in Dynasty Leagues. We had a mock draft on Sonic Truth. We've had great guests. We've all planted our flag on a particular player, and you've certainly seen those videos come out now. Very, very excited. So we are going to be breaking down a lot of Dynasty trades. We had to ramp it up. For Dynasty Week, so you're going to want to stick around and see all of the trades here next. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free, and one of our key missions is to make as much statistics and information and deep analysis available on playerprofiler.com for free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business so please subscribe to the all-in package to continue to make all this possible if you can't do all in that's okay we have a draft kit we could just subscribe to the player rankings those now include tight end premium ffpc ranks our brand new data analysis package will blow your hair back and of course there's our dynasty deluxe and our dfs dominator Take a moment, check out our premium services to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. 
Get into all that is player profile. Get that all in package. Use the promo code. You can use Jason. It's okay. But if Jason. you want to use Matty, use Matty. M-A-T-T-Y. It's just so much easier. Jason, is it a Y? Who knows? Use that promo Same code. Same <laughs> There's a fair point. It's fair, fair, fair point. And I'm the idiot that had a shorter, and I could have went with Matt. Went with Matt E. Then it tied. All right. That's not a point here. Let's better. dive into trade number one. Tyler. Whew, we got some doozies here, and we're going to start off with an absolute banger. This is a 12-team PPR Super Flex tight end premium start. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Nine, Tyler Hawkinson, Jordan Love, Najee Harris. And to get those three players, they're sending away Bryce Young in 224 seconds. What are your thoughts here on this trade? I think I like the I like the Hawkinson side, especially if it's tight end premium, just because I feel like you're getting – two of the three better pieces like Hawkinson's better than a second but Najee Harris is valued more than a second right now as well so the only slight downgrade and we don't even know if it's for sure a downgrade yet would be the Jordan Love Bryce Young factor but you never know Jordan Love could just come in and set the world on fire and then like he's probably he has probably better weapons around him right now to do so so I think I definitely take the Hawkinson Love Najee side you get a lot of firepower there Jason what are your thoughts yeah, I'm right there in line. I'm definitely taking the left side in this trade. Bryce Young could be good. He could be Jordan Love, <laughs> as Tyler already said. So I'm right there with him. 224 seconds, I would definitely take Hawkinson and Najee Harris. And the difference between Bryce Young and Jordan Love, we don't even know yet. So it's definitely hard to definitely. I, I couldn't come anywhere near calling the gap Najee Harris and TJ Hawkinson. Can't even come close to that. So far and away, give me that left side. Yeah, guys, I don't really have a whole lot to add here. Bryce Young, even if he is light years better than Jordan Love, I mean, two seconds for Najee and Hawkinson. I think we'd both run that straight to the bank, cash that son of a gun to get those two players. Because I, let's face it, if you were in a league and you sent one of your league mates, here, take my 24 second for Hawkinson in TEP, you're getting laughed at. Here, take my 24 second and, get, and give me Najee. You're getting laughed at. So I don't think the difference between Young and Love is anywhere close to the rest. So, guys... We're all on the same page here. Getting those three players is a no-doubter. Start nine? I mean, you're not even starting a whole lot of guys, so you need those studs. And Najee, people forget. He came, he was nasty as a rookie. Even last year, he averaged like 14 points a game, I think. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Najee, closed, Najee closed the year out really well last year. He did. Yes, exactly. And this year, we like his schedule right going in. So I think that that is a trade you absolutely make. Good job, Team A. Let's see if the second trade is as favorable Let's dive right in. It's another 12-teamer, PPR, Superflex, tight end premium. But in this one, you're starting 10. A whole lot of Ravens. This what is this an all-Ravens league? I've never – I don't know if I've seen a trade. J- Jason, have we ever had a trade where every single player is on the same offense? I don't think so. If we have, we we definitely glossed over it, if, if so. So I think this is probably a first. <laughs> yeah, you know you know how in fantasy baseball you play in, like, AL leagues? They're just playing in, like, an AFC, yeah. an AFC North <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baseball does the AL only, NL only. This is yeah. a AFC North only. <laughs> anyway, J.K. Dobbins going to Team A. 
and to get a running back of J.K. Dobbins' stature, they're sending away both of the new e- uh, Ravens pass catchers, Odell Beckham, and Zayway Flowers. Jason, which side do you take here in this Raven-on-Raven Raven crime? Yeah, I mean, given it's an AFC North-only league, I'm surprised this guy didn't try to get, like, maybe T. Higgins or, like, a Bengals player and just went for Baltimore Ravens wide receivers. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. Either way, I think I am probably going to take the the Ravens wide receiver side. One of these guys is going to hit, and the other one is probably going to be okay. Uh, and, I mean, I, I feel like kind of the same concerns we have with both of these players – we have with J.K. Dobbins injury history. Not quite sure how much volume he's going to get with a rushing quarterback for the pass catchers. Not quite sure how much volume they're going to get because there's so many other weapons in the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're getting two of them. You're getting two bullets, as we always say. Uh, and I think I'm going to take that side. Plus, you get the youth with say Flowers. I do love J.K. Dobbins, but I, I think I'm falling in line here on, on the on the wide receivers for some reason. Tyler, where do you fall on this side of the trade? Yeah, well, we got some news in the past hour about J.K. Dobbins. Apparently, he didn't practice today because he wants a contract. He wants a contract extension, nice. which, which seems like he what he's played what two years in the league, and like no offense to J.K. Dobbins, but like this, as he earned a contract extension, like he had a decent rookie year, then he was hurt, so that's obviously not really his fault. And he comes yeah. back and he's still kind of dealing with the injury last year, but like I don't know, it just seemed it seemed kind of wild to me. Usually, like. The, start, the people you hear of contract <clears throat> extensions, it's like, you know, uh, Lamar or like just these big name guys. And then you got Jake and Dobbins trying to get more money, trying to squeeze a little bit more money. So, hey, we're all power to him. But all right, back to the trade. Uh, I'm with you, though, brother. I'm with yeah, you. There. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems well, kind of crazy. It was it's like Elijah Moore. It was like when Elijah Moore's like, pay me. It was like, guy, what? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. played like eight games. <laughs> Hey, all fairness to Elijah Moore, he was held in Zach Wilson prison. He yeah, of course. He was, he was thrown in the depths. All fair, all fairness to him. All right, back <laughs> to the trade. Uh, I think I'm with Jason on this. I'll definitely take Beckham and Flowers because, I mean, I think they passed the ball a lot more this year. By all accounts and reports, it sounds like that's going to be the case. And I'm just not really a big J.K. Dobbins guy, so that doesn't help either. I think I do think it's close, though. Like, if, like I don't think this is a crazy, like, fleece or anything. I think it's a very close trade. I think I just prefer the Beckham flower side. Uh, This is pretty close. I will say I really like this strategy from Team B. If you're getting Zay Flowers, I mean, Odell's probably a throw in here. So to kind of hedge your bets, to kind of give yourself kind of a win now and win later uh, flexibility, I do like that. So if I were to trade for Flowers and somehow, you know, Beckham was on that same roster, or even if he wasn't, I think I might try to do something like this to kind of group the two up just in case. But having said that, I'm still going to take Dobbins. I love Zay Flowers uh, long term, but I think you can get a lot out of J.K. Dobbins over the next couple years. Now, if he holds out, that's going to change my mind completely. So, Tyler, thank you for bringing that to the table. Uh, But right here, let's just say that he does not. He plays in week one and beyond. He showed enough last year in his performance profile in terms of breakaway run rate, juke rate, yards per touch, yards created per touch, to give me some confidence that he'll be good in this offense. Todd Munkin hopefully brings that more balanced approach, which then gives J.K. Dobbins not this stacked front that he was going against last year. Last year, he had to go against about 36% stacked front carry rate, which was first in the NFL. Get him away from that. I I like him here, but you guys are right. It is pretty close. And Team B, kudos to grabbing both of these receivers. I think that that definitely made it a hell of a closer, in my opinion. Trade number three. Ooh, big quarterbacks getting tossed around here. Holy cannoli. Trey Lance, a 24 first, a 24 first, a 24 first, a 24 second, 
for Turbo, Herbert, and Ken Walker. This is a 12-team PPR Superflex, two tight end, 1.75 tight end premium. I don't know why I'm saying that because there are no tight ends in this trade. Start 12. Tyler, franchise quarterbacks are being dealt here. What do you think? See, I love – I think Justin Herbert's a great buy in Dynasty right now, and I just – I. It's kind of crazy where I so I took him in that recent startup that we're do, that we're all doing a part yeah. of the whole uh uh that dynasty startup league and Justin Herbert last year was like in that same tier with Burrow and like Josh Allen like he was being drafted as a top five quarterback in startup drafts so I'm like when he's there to me and he's like I got him as like the QB like I think it was like six or seven off the board like that felt like a no brainer so I'm a huge uh Justin Herbert guy hands Burrow didn't mean that but this. I think I think you got to go with the Lance side on this. You're getting so much back because so, we haven't even seen Trey Lance play. And if there's anything we learn from Zach Wilson is that these top three picks they're going to get a chance to play. So either with, either with it's, if it's with the Niners or not, he's going to get a chance to play somewhere. And that's that's all you're looking for in Dynasty. And he's a running quarterback, so that you kind of it kind of helps both ways. When he's in there, he's probably going to be uh, he's probably going to help your team. And you just get a load of picks twenty three 2024 first round picks like one of those picks is probably going to be really good there's a possibility that you get maybe you get like two inside the top five and you can take one of the the qbs this year again and you can i don't know maybe draft like a raheem rocket sanders a guy like so i don't know i i you're losing kenneth walker too you're losing the best two players but the the i would say the ceiling is definitely with the first side so i like the 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 trail side better all right jason what are your thoughts here man this is super tough. However, I've got to go with the Justin Herbert side. I've got to go with the Kenneth Walker side. Those two players are amazing, but honestly, it isn't even about Kenneth Walker. This is about Justin Herbert for me. And if I'm looking at this trade, I honestly might not trade Justin Herbert for Trey Lance three firsts and a second alone. And I think getting Kenneth Walker within that is fantastic. Justin Herbert last year, second in pass attempts, talk about it time and time again, broken ribs, no offensive line, no weapons, still trusted, still slinging it. Only issue was he wasn't really scoring touchdowns for some reason. That's going to fix itself. And I do believe he's got a long, long time career. I know you can't really project that, but in a super flex league, getting a guy who more than likely is going to be playing at a high level for 10 more seasons, I'm looking at Justin Herbert here. And I don't care about the good quarterback class coming in. I think if you're dealing three firsts away, probably only one of them is good. If Or really, a lot of them are expected to be middle range just because you're sending away so many. And also, I mean, it's almost giving up on your season, sending away probably two of the best assets on your team to get picks next year. So I just, I can't in good faith do it. I'm taking Justin Herbert and I'm riding that guy forever. Terrible verbiage. <laughs> pause. Pause. Here we are. So I left off just a little bit of context here, Jason. I was hoping one person would go against the pick side. And the context was given from Team A. He is uh, rebuilding, and now he has Fields, Lance, Levis with Trey Lance. Of I said that. So now he'll have Lance, Levis, and Fields, all of these first. Does that sway it in your mind? It doesn't. It doesn't. And it's the only thing that makes me like it even less. I don't think that you should be counting on Trey Lance or Will Levis right now as your quarterback, too. Um, much less even near quarterback three. I think that those are some players that are luxury roster spots in a super flex league. You've got to hold on to Justin Herbert there. Uh, Justin Fields, I mean, too, like because he's a Russian quarterback, we don't know how long he's going to be able to be in the league. 
uh, and how long he's going to be able to play even a fully healthy season. So to even rely on him as your quarterback one, when he had such a great stack of Justin Herbert and Justin Fields, the Justins, it was right the there. Justins. You had the Justins, Justins. And you moved away. So it's, yeah, no, I, it, it makes me like it honestly a little less. And I'm sorry to listen so, to this episode. I'm going to break the tie here and I am going to side with my man, Jason. You're rebuilding. These guys are young. You're talking about a 22 year old and a 25 year old. If you're getting three first rounders, one of them hypothetically, or I know this for a fact, I blank out the names, but I know you're getting the team's first that is now getting a superstar quarterback and an elite running back. So that's probably going to be late. And now you're just playing the gamble game, the hope and wait and see any quarterback combination with, you know, Sanders, Edwards, or, or, or Henderson, you're hoping to get Herbert and Walker. That's what you're hoping for these picks to come to fruition. And like you said, Jason, there's so much positive regression in Justin Herbert's profile. 25 passing touchdowns after throwing for 69 combined of his first two. He had 147 rushing yards. He had 300 in 2021. He had zero rushing touchdowns in 2022. He had eight combined his first two years. So many touchdowns are incoming. They got him his first-round receiver. He's got his whole team coming back. He's got Keenan and Mike Williams and Gerald Everett. Austin Eckler will stick around. I think we're going to look at a potential QB1 season. People forget. Justin Herbert was QB2 on a points-per-game basis in 2021. So to say that the QB2 from just a year ago still has a ceiling, man, I'm just not ready to give that up. Now, if you insert a quarterback like – who's a later guy that I do happen to buy into. Uh, I don't know, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, one of these rookies like this. Maybe that sways me a little bit more. I have more faith, but I'm, I'm with Jason. I do not have a whole lot of faith in Trey Lance becoming much of anything in the league. Here we go to trade number four. It is a 10-teamer, so we are going to a little shallower league, half-point PPR, super flex, half-point tight end premium, start 10. Team A's receiving Austin Eckler. And Team B is receiving Rashad Bateman and a 24 first. Tyler, what side are you taking? Well, this obviously this feels like just a, a rebuilding kind of situation because if you're trading Eckler to get then Bateman in a 2024 first, it just feels like you're trying to get a little bit younger and sell hot, a little higher on Eckler. So you're obviously you're probably yeah. trading Eckler to a contender. Yeah. So factoring that in, I love Bateman more than anybody. I'm from Minnesota. Like I watched him beat Penn State. And it was a huge game. It was one of the best games I've ever watched in my life. But it's just now working out for him in the league. And it, it, it makes me it makes me want to cry. It makes me want to cry. <laughs> it's not working out for him. I don't know. Not to say that it won't. Like I, I I just feel like it's one of those things where I want it to happen so bad, but it's not. So factoring that in, I feel like I feel like you can get a little more for Eckler, right? He's like the number mm. two running back right now in, in redraft. I know we're not supposed to say that uh, word during this week, but like <laughs> number- no, don't use the R word during yeah. this show, Tyler. He, he's That's the- your first and only warning. <laughs> <laughs> he's the number two running back right now. And it's just like, if you really could trade with a contender, I mean, yeah, you get the 2024 first. And if it's the contenders 2024 first that you're getting, it's probably not going to be that good. If you're uh, g- giving them Eckler on top of whatever team, they already have so i feel like i just take the eckler side i feel like the eckler guy won this trade because if if they really have a contending team then this this feels like you got pretty good you didn't have to give that much away like oh i gave away babin and maybe a a the 111 in my rookie drafts i'll take that for eckler to try and win this year yeah tyler and then how do you feel about the quarter zone shot now are you even lower on him 
I'm not worried about the cortisone shot. Actually, I I, I see all those. Yeah, uh, I am. I am because cortisone's you... not long term. That's just you. You hear about guys getting cortisones more often, like to gut through a couple playoff games, not yeah. in June to get through a football season. <laughs> so what I saw was I, I don't know you when you guys scroll through Twitter, you see the fantasy like doctor, like those yeah. Twitter accounts. I see all those. So like the first one I saw was this is not good. But then I guess some more news came out about it where mm-hmm. it's not the actual bone. That's like the problem. Like the structurally, I think everything is fine. It sounds like it's the they removed the screws and some like something with like the screw removal was like causing him pain. I think so. It's not like a structural problem, which sounds great. Okay. It's more like the screw removal. I think maybe like some of like the screw was left in there or something like that, or there was just a problem taken out. So I think it was just to deal with the pain for the screw removal is what I gathered from that. See, everybody listening, don't do what I just did and just read the headlines because that is a massive, massive bit of news because what that sounds like to me, and again, I'm not one of these doctors on uh, on Twitter, but if he just needed something to gut through the pain as that's like heals, getting the screws out, that makes a lot more sense than him trying to need a cortisone to survive the season. But even having said that, I think this is the perfect type of trade to make if you're trying to win. Give away the 24 first, like you said, Tyler. 111 in Rashad Bateman for Eckler. Yeah. If you're trying to win now, that seems like a no-brainer to me. So I am siding with Eckler. And I even if I wasn't a fan of Eckler, I still wouldn't side with Team B because I just think, like like you said, Tyler, you could have gotten a lot more. And if you would have had some patience, waited closer to the season, he looks like he's going to be healthy week one. I mean, Team is going to pay a hell of a lot more than this, I would think. So I'm with you, Tyler. But, Jason, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this trade. Oh, I mean, I'm right there with you guys. And it just really does go back to that. I think you could get more. I do think that getting a 24 first when you're trading away Eckler is the perfect starting point. In fact, that might be one of the only starting points, uh, unless it's maybe another younger running back. But I just like that idea, even if it is trading it to a contender. If Austin Eckler gets hurt immediately, right, then that probably does turn into a higher first round pick. Mm-hmm. So it you can't really quite pencil it into the uh, a later pick for sure. Uh, but you definitely need something more added on top of it than just Rashad Bateman. Uh, maybe make it Zay Flowers. Maybe make it, uh, I mean, screw it. Leonard Fournette and a bunch of other stuff. I don't know. Just like stuff wanting <laughs> You, saved, you saved yourself a little bit there. You said Leonard <laughs> Fournette. Like, wait, I'm going to need a whole lot more to bridge that gap. Yeah, but like, you know, I'm just trying to say like a running back that's extremely cheap, that has pass catching prowess, that could maybe have a similar season. Yeah, you could sell. You could theoretically sell halfway through the season if he does. You're right. You buy low potentially to sell high. Yeah, just you know a little bit more, a a lot more even than just Rashad Bateman, who I do think might actually happen this year to just a lesser degree. I do think he has wide receiver two to wide receiver three written all over him. He's just got to stay healthy. I don't ever think he'll be a wide receiver one, though, for sure. Okay, good. And see, this is why you guys tune into the show because we break down these trades and Jason kind of swayed me a little bit, but I'm still signing with Tyler here. Give me give me the echo side. The next trade that we will be diving into is part of a 12-team half-point PPR super flex start eight plus five IDPs. That's really just kind of a fun fact because as you look at this trade, there is no IDPs involved. But anyway, Gabe Davis in a 24-5th. Okay, sure. Maybe you just really want to draft uh, a fourth running back or something. I don't know why you want a fifth. But anyway, giving up the 411 in the 308. Tyler, are you making this trade for Gabe Davis? I, I feel like the Gabe Davis side here is a win, right? It's like he's yeah. a, actually a, he's a, he's a, a player in the NFL, and he's on a really <laughs> yeah. good offense, and he's really, he's really good deep threat. 
So it just feels like like who are you getting the four eleven or three oh eight that's gonna really like make it different? And you gave up a fifth. That's like prime Xavier Hutchinson territory. Like you know what I mean? So uh, <laughs> Xavier Hutchinson. So, I, yeah, mean, exactly. I feel like this game day. Exactly. I, now I don't know how it's different. Maybe with the IDPs, like oh maybe like you're looking to get that like that stud middle linebacker from Wisconsin who just gets a lot of tackles in the fourth round. But I don't, I don't play in IDP leagues. So I wouldn't know. But if yeah. we're just talking about this trade straight up, I feel like the Gabe Davis side is an obvious, like obvious smash. Jason, you play in more IDP leagues than I do. So if this is a combined rookie draft, is there more value at the 308, 411 than Tyler and I initially thought of? A hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Let me throw some names to this just to really kind of bring home why IDP is so awesome. This is why the you're the best, Jason. The 308 in last year's my 12-team IDP league, the 308 was Tyler Algier. Pretty plain and simple. I'll go even further down just because I love to do this. Mm-hmm. The And this is just to toot my own horn. I got Isaiah Pacheco at the 607. Uh, Taekwon Thornton went at the 604. Brian Robinson went at the end of the fifth round. Sauce Gardner, the number one quarterback, cornerback in the NFL, uh, or rookie-wise, fifth round. Derek Stingley, sixth round. Uh, Jalen Petrie was one of the last picks of the draft. Ended up being, honestly, he's like IDP three right now, just across all positions in Dynasty. So uh, these picks are a lot more valuable. Okay. Uh, but so is the fifth round pick, too. So I... I do think knowing that it's IDP does kind of make me want these dart throws on the draft picks. I'm not going to lie because I think at this point we all know what Gabe Davis is. And at best, he's a best ball asset uh, and a daily fantasy asset that you hope and pray for. Uh, and that's okay. not necessarily a guy you want on your fantasy football team because you you it sucks when you bench him and it sucks when you start him because he never blows up in the starting roster. So honestly, yeah, give me those fun coupons, man. Give me the fun coupons. Oh, see, this, I love this analysis. We that's why we have so much to provide on the show. I mean, I don't know what those picks could have been, but what if I said, boys, that I tricked you? Because in my notes, I know what those picks were. Nice. So, Tyler, does this change your mind at all if I tell you that these picks were Sean Tucker and Tank Dell? Ooh. Oh yeah, give me Gabe Davis. <laughs> yeah. I love. Now I am. I might have to change my Twitter profile picture to the Tank Dell the amount of times I've taken him in uh, underdog drafts this year. But Gabe Davis, just who, who was the fifth round pick? Do you have? Oh, no, it's 2024. Never mind. Um, yeah. Yeah. It. But yeah, Sean Tucker and Tank Dell. I mean, Sh- Sean Tucker, like just great, kind of like great value in maybe about what, February, you know, before the whole kind of combine uh, medical stuff. But. Uh, yeah, Gabe Davis. Yeah, it, it it doesn't sway it for me, but if it was Tank Dell and next year's third or next year's fourth after hearing what Jason said, then I would have taken the Tank Dell side. If I was getting more than, uh, you know, Sean Tucker, because like you said, Tyler, it's been a bad offseason. So I'm not a, may, a big fan. You may. I may just a little bit. I feel you like may. if you're trading for picks, especially later picks in IDP leagues, you've got to be trading for defensive players. And the one listener that's listening to this and does IDP leagues at the end of the draft, pretty much take your chance on defensive players because those guys actually do contribute more often than not. I just talked about Jalen Petrie being one of the last picks of the draft. So, okay, just just stay the course there. Don't don't take too many dart throws uh, unless they're maybe on a good offense like Pacheco on the Chiefs last year or whatever. So if this was not Sean Tucker, but an, uh, an IDP player that you found valuable, it might have swayed it for you. 
Definitely. I mean, like that could probably not Jack Campbell, but maybe like uh, one of like the other linebackers taken in the first round uh, or a second round linebacker. Uh, and those guys, I mean, linebackers score more points than quarterbacks. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Wow. You IDP leagues. Wow. Wow. Boys out there. Wow. Boys. Next fun, trade. Fun. Fun. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I mean, linebackers score more than quarterbacks. I don't even think my brain can conceptualize. I think that's like me trying to count to a trillion. I don't think my brain can handle such computing power. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to the next trade. 12 team PPR, one quarterback, start nine, so very shallow starting lineups. Team A is receiving Chris Godwin, and to do so, they're trading away Trey Lance in the 302. Tyler, what are your thoughts on this trade? Godwin, it's not close. I mean, I as I know, I just talked about I talked up Trey Lance a little bit, like maybe three three trades ago. But this is completely the one quarterback changes everything completely because for sure, for sure. you need like if you're in a one uh, quarterback league, you probably have to have a better stud than Trey Lance, unless you are just the number one Trey Lance truther out there. You you, you got to take Godwin because it's a it, I know the rushing upside is intriguing. Yes. He's probably. Not, I don't think he's gonna play in San Francisco. Like I don't think he's in San Francisco this time next year. It just it doesn't seem doesn't seem possible. And you're getting Chris Godwin, who boy was a top eighteen wide receiver last year, and yeah. like in a one quarterback league, the three hundred two does nothing for me. It's just a it's a throw in. It's whoever whoever made this trade. It's like oh yeah, oh, well even and I'll give you the three hundred two. You know what I mean? Just like. Totally, just totally. Fle- <laughs> this is this is the biggest fleece we've seen yet. Chris Godwin, and it's not close. I, so we, I actually had Chris Godwin as one of my write-ups for the world famous draft kit, and that draft kit is on the horizon. It will be out real soon. Everyone listen to the show. Get ready for the world famous draft kit. We've been putting in a ton of work. Shout out to Mister OG Theo Gremmage for getting it all organized. But this is going to melt faces when it comes out. Oh, so excited for it! But I had Chris Godwin to write about. And I did not like what I was writing. I am not going to be that in on Chris Godwin for 2023. Having said that, you basically got him for free because in one quarterback, Trey Lance is a $1 scratch ticket. And the 302 is someone's loser scratch ticket that you picked up in the parking lot of the grocery store. So give me the free Chris Godwin share and I will move on. Jason, how do you see this trade? Yeah, I. the only way this is close the only way is if for some reason they took Trey Palmer with the 302 and Trey Palmer ends up being something. That's the only way this ever ends up being close. Even if Trey Lance pans out, it's not close in a one quarterback league. In one quarterback, yep. So, yeah. No, give me Chris Godwin for the for the final hurrah. You know, or maybe even not. Maybe, you know, we, we talked about it at the beginning of the show. Kyle Trask. <laughs> Kyle Trask God, really God. might revive Chris Godwin. And Mike Evans uh, this year, but you know it doesn't even matter. Chris Godwin could get like 600 yards and one touchdown next year, and this is still a win. Yeah, absolute win. And to <laughs> add a few, a little bit more context. First of all, Jason, if you laugh when saying a player's name, I mean, I think analysis is out the window at that point. If you can't even hold it together when you say the man's name, but anyway, additional context <laughs> makes this trade even more bonkos. The team who is getting. Chris Godwin also rosters Lamar Jackson, Jared Goff. Yeah. yeah. So they said they were going to drop the crap Lance. at the end of my bench. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They were like, I'm about to drop Trey Lance. Let's see what I can get. Oh, a potential top 24 receiver. Oh, don't mind if I do. Yeah. Good on you, teammate. That's a dynamite trade, especially in start nine. 
next trade. Joe Mixon in the 109 in this year's rookie class for Jalen Waddle in the 304 in this year's rookie class. It is a 12-team PPR, another one quarterback, even shallower starting lives. Start eight. Jason, which side are you taking? The suspense has filled the room now, and I will take the Joe Mixon and 106 side. And I will take the dart throw on the last rookie wide receiver available at the 106. Hopefully it's Quinn and Johnston. Might be Zay Flowers. I think that's fine. I do firmly believe that Joe Mixon is going to keep things going, at least for this season. And I do see a world where you're probably going to be able to trade Joe Mixon midseason for something really, 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 really sweet. Uh, And right now, he's cheap to acquire uh, in in both startups and best ball drafts and trading for that he's a guy I'm targeting. And then also in this trade, even with a premier asset and Jalen Waddle, I'm going to take the first round pick and Joe Mixon. What if I told you that the 106 was used on Dalton Kincaid? Uh, (laughs) I will take the Joe Mixon Dalton Kincaid side. Okay. Okay, Tyler. So I am going to reveal now. I love I love being in the host chair. I just get to drop context on you whenever the hell I want. This is the best. <laughs> the 106 was Dalton Kincaid. The 304 was Jalen Hyatt. So they got Hyatt and Waddle for Kincaid and Mixon. Tyler, how do you see this trade now? I I don't get I think even if they took a wide receiver with the 106, I feel like the Jalen Waddle side is a uh, this I would take this 10, 10 times out of 10. I am so out on Joe Mixon this year. Like it just doesn't. It's he wasn't even like really that efficient last year. I know he had that like five was it five touchdown game. Like like everyone remembers that, but it's just yeah. nothing. I, what's the? Do you guys remember any Joe Mixon highlights? I don't. Like I can't remember. Like oh, remember that one Joe Mixon run? I don't remember any of those runs because he didn't he have. Probably them. had a few like uh, <laughs> three yard no touchdowners. You know, like those classic. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah no, the <laughs> tackled the tackle inside the five. Oh, almost got, almost got almost scored a twenty five yard touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> but I just Jalen Waddle. I was looking it up. He's wide receiver six on keep trade cut right now. He is he's literally being propelled as just a, he's a really good dynasty fantasy asset. And the one quarterback, the, so the one hundred six in a one quarterback is it's devalued uh, so much. Like I I like I like Kincaid more than anybody. I think he's going to be a kind of a smash pick in uh, redraft this year. I kind of like Kincaid, but. It's just it's not better than what you're, you're getting from Jalen Waddle, especially in a start eight. You're not starting mm-hmm. that like that many guys. So Jalen Waddle is a guy you can always have in there, and he's gonna probably perform. He's gonna get anywhere from I don't know, like ten to twenty fantasy points a game, depending on if he bursts a seventy yard touchdown. So I'm so in on the Waddle side and the Hyatt side too. Like Hyatt, like it could be sneaky good. So I, the fact that you got him at the three hundred four. It's great, great on you, sir. Uh, I take Jim Wallace out every day. So, the, t- rookie tight ends are so, uh, you know, they're so polarizing in terms of where you're at and their value that when you say it, you had to go like, no, I'm kind of a little bit okay with. The-. You have to be sneaky about it because people will be like, "What don't you game?" Blah, blah, blah. But yeah. uh, I am actually, I think you, the the bingo moment for me uh, when you were breaking that down, Tyler was Waddles. Uh, the Waddle side was start eight. Uh, 
Give me the superstar. You know, every he checks all the boxes. He's in the high powered offense. He was able to do a lot with Tyreek Hill having a career year, which I think insulates some of his value because it removes that risk of, oh, how is he going to perform with another wide receiver one? I think he performed quite well. He was fourth last year in yards per route run, number one in yards per reception and yards per target. He's a beast down the field. He was third amongst qualified wide receivers in expected points added and third in fantasy points per target. He's super efficient, super deadly on the field, very dangerous weapon. Give me Jalen Waddle in the start eight for sure. But I do agree with you, Jason, that later on Mixon will get more value because I think we can all agree. They did not perform in this offseason as if they are expecting Mixon to miss time via off the field issues. No, definitely not. Well, and you bring up the start aid and how how much like Waddle means. I mean, I think you're going to be starting Joe Mixon and Dalton Kincaid week in, week out. Uh, so I, it's, a good point. it's There's a good point. It's right on the line, right? Like you get the younger asset and the great asset in Jalen Waddle for a guy who's probably got one year left in Joe Mixon, but he's on the Bengals and probably the only running back. And then Dawson Knox is a non-factor. If he was a factor, he would have done something last season. He didn't. That's why they brought in Dalton Kincaid so early. We already talked about how much we don't really like Gabriel Davis as well. Like Dalton Kincaid does have some great ceiling. It's just, I think that this team is going to be better positioned with Joe Mixon and the tight end. I really do. Good point. Good point. Good analysis. But me and Tyler are right, no doubt about it. You guys are wrong. (laughs) I wish I could, Max, I could just mute your mic right there. Next trade. Boys, is a big one that I am contractually obligated to remove myself from because I cannot give fair analysis. But Team A is acquiring the dog, the big man, wide receiver, Jamar Chase. And to get him, they're trading away DJ Moore, the 102, a 2024 fifth and a 2024 fourth. This is 12-team, half-point PPR, Superflex, start 11, no IDP. So we understand that there is no value of the fourth and fifth. So this is essentially DJ Moore and the 102 for Jamar Chase, is that enough, Tyler? Can I trade Jamar? Can I trade for Jamar Chase for this haul in my leagues? Because <laughs> it just feels I feel like you, so you're getting D, DJ Moore. We'll see. I feel like it's still kind of a wait and see. It's been a wait and see kind of his uh, his whole career. The 102, it's probably some uh, form of Richardson or Bryce Young. It's kind of what it's not if Bijan goes 101, and then after that, it's the fifth and the fourth. So you're, it's pretty much just comes down to DJ Moore slash. Richardson and Young for Jamar Chase. I feel like Jamar Chase's value is a lot higher than that, so I'll t- I'll definitely take Jamar Chase, He's the fantasy superstar, the the one hundred and one in most startup drafts. So I'll definitely give him at least one QB. Give me Jamar Chase. Jason, how do you see this trade? I wish this was trade court because I would be dishing out <laughs> brutal, and I mean brutal punishment for the team oh. trading Jamar Chase here. I don't get it. You do. Love I don't get it at all. The only I <laughs> we uh, on today's episode of First Class Fantasy, they were talking about what it would take to trade Justin Jefferson. And my answer to that question, not that I was asked, but I'm answering it now, is I'm only trading Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase for the other one plus. So if I have Jamar Chase, I'm only going for Justin Jefferson plus. If I have Justin Jefferson, I'm only going for Jamar Chase plus. Those two players are the best assets to own in Dynasty Fantasy Football. It's really not even close unless it's super flex leagues. Of course, we bring in the quarterbacks, but uh, I just Anthony Richardson, even if he turns into Patrick Mahomes, I still feel like you could get a little bit more here for Jamar Chase. 
So I'm going to take a ride to Shameless Plug City because I can't really give unbiased analysis here. Uh, I do have DJ Moore as my breakout candidate wide receiver. I do think this is the year he ascends to the levels that we have always thought a kid with this talent could get, which I mean top you know, 15, top 18 wide receiver on a points-per-game basis. So I absolutely love DJ Moore. I think what he will do in that Chicago offense will be very similar to what A.J. Brown did. People forget how bad Jalen Hurts' efficiency and accuracy metrics were before A.J. Brown came to town. And they did throw the ball 29 least. I'm talking about the Eagles before A.J. Brown. They were only at 23 uh, ranked 23rd in team pass attempts per game. So it wasn't like this massive come-to-Jesus moment in terms of Chuck and the Rock. I think similar factors are in play with DJ Moore, so I love him for 2023. Having said that, come on. A. Rich and DJ Moore is not enough for Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is – he's him. And I think I'm with you, Jason. If I have Chase or Jefferson, people are not going to want to ever come to me with trade because the only way I'm thinking about it is if you can give me something on top of the other one. And that's just a hard ask for anyone to move in terms. I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't give up Chase plus to get Jefferson. I wouldn't give up Jefferson plus to get Chase. No. So it's a hard ask, but I'm with you there. And as much as I love DJ Moore, buddy, I guess uh, I'd, I'd have to trade you here because this is way too good to pass up on Jamar Chase. The price is so, so, so good here for Jamar Chase getting, again, like you guys both mentioned, one of the best dynasty assets, no matter the format. Let's move on to the next trade wait, before wait. I start. Don't you're gonna make me cry. I'm sorry. Is there just I just, I just hypothetically to... traded DJ Moore away? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Make... It's just I it. have to like I have to take it aside here. Is oh. there anything better looking in the NFL than Jamar Chase in the white Bengals uniform, the visors rocking? It's God, perhaps no one over bit. it. Like it's just it's just so good that that that's a guy you want on your team. Plain and simple. Yeah, it is. So. <laughs> no, you, 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 you dried my tears quickly because that is true. And I was just using DJ Moore's uh, autograph RPA rookie to uh, to cuddle with there for a second. Uh, moving on, this is a twelve team half point PPR superflex start eleven. Ooh, this is going to be an interesting one. Team A is getting a twenty four first, and to do so, they're trading away Traylon and a twenty four third Traylon was a first-round pick in rookie drafts just a year ago. Tyler, is this the type of trade you're trying to make And if you're looking to get a, a 24 first? I think this is tough for me. I can't. I, this is a really interesting trade. I think it all depends on where that 2024 first is going to be. I think that's the deciding factor. If you Because it's not, we don't really have the contender one we had with the Eckler one, so we, don't, we can't really project it. I don't know if you have any information on where you think the, the 2024 first will be, but mm-hmm. I... Uh, if it's if we're just assuming it's it's a mid first, so like like let's just say the one the the one oh six, I think I think I take a shot with Burks, honestly. I I really like Traylon Burks, okay. especially this year. And he is going to be the only guy in that offense outside of if you really unless you really like Chico Conquan. And I like him too, but if we're just talking wide receivers, it's Traylon Burks. I think Robert Woods led the led the Titans last year with like five or six hundred yards or something or like it was a crazy low number i couldn't believe it when i saw it and now Traylon burks he he flashed some some talent last year he i know he uh was hurt in a couple games so he missed some time with injuries but i i like the talent of burks i don't think he did anything last year that would be like okay like like he's he's not that guy so i'll 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 roll i'll take a shot on burks if if we're just assuming like 106 plus maybe you you get lucky with the, the with the third so i'll take the burks side but it's close Jason, how do you see this trade? It is tough. I like that you mentioned that Traylon Burks was a first-round pick last year. 
And that's kind of what it comes down to is, do you want to wait or do you just want to trust the process that we all went through a whole year ago and go with a guy who was also a first round pick who didn't really show anything wrong? And I think the answer to that is you've just got to roll with the asset that's already in the league and just see what happens. Uh, And then you have the extra little third round pick thrown on top. That could be something not really factoring into the decision, but it's nice. I don't think I would trade straight up for a first round pick, but I think just getting the third is kind of enough to set it over on top. And yeah, I mean, Tyler already said it. He's going to be the guy in Tennessee. Uh, And it's just even with 25 pass attempts a game, uh, it's still really good, especially in a play action offense. Some of those are going to be touchdowns. A good bit of those are going to be broken play touchdowns. So give me Burks. Let's, Let's see what happens with him. Let's see what happens. I'm going to take the first here. I think if I had Burks in this move, I would take the first. We are all just really latching on to that Week 11 performance against the, the Packers, and, uh, and yeah. for good reason. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. he only had a 55% snap share, only ran 18 routes. He yeah. saw eight targets, caught seven of them for over 100 yards. He really balled out. He made that great play over the middle going deep against Jair Alexander. So there is absolute promise in his profile. But I think at this time of year, getting the first, you're kind of setting yourself up for – uh, with just a little bit of luck, you know, the Burke side starts 0-2, even if it's projected to be really good. That that first could go up, and you could get a receiver that you're a little bit more confident in in 2023 going forward, maybe even someone like Burks or some or someone even better. So I think giving me the, the flexibility and the chance to move that in the future, I don't think Burks is enough uh, of a certainty for me to not take that trade. So in this format, I would take the trade halfway PPR, but I get the idea because – you know, you kick the can down the road every year. Eventually, you got to pick that can up. And a Burks yeah. is in that example. So you tra- you draft him with a first round pick last year. To already trade him for a first seems a bit, you know, maybe not great process overall. But even having said that, I still would take the first because I think what I would want to do is potentially flip that in the season for an asset that can truly help me win here. But that's yeah. again yeah. just bringing my yeah. own kind of thought process that's into it. Point. It's not always going to be the best way to go about it. But that's just how I would do it. That's how I think no, I would a great go about point. it. That's a great point. That could be Austin Eckler in week eight. That's why you're could my be. guy. Like it really that could be. That's why you're my guy. <laughs> you're my boy, Jason. That's why we're brethren here. You got my back here. Got two trades left. Let's get into trade number 10. Holy cow, we are cranking tonight. Bijan Robinson, Puka Natua, and a 24-second for Justin Jefferson. We talked about Jamar Chase, boys. Now we're going to talk about Jetta. 12-team PPR, 1QB, start 9. Tyler, how do you see this trade playing out? Yeah, I'll take the Jefferson side. It really just comes down – it pretty much just feels like you value Jefferson or Bijan more. Like the 24-second, I guess, kind of maybe moves it. Uh, Puka doesn't do anything for me. And so it really comes down to Bijan or Jefferson also factoring in it's PPR. Uh, I think I'd go Jefferson just because, I, I mean, we, we talked about he's he's the one – he's the one or – the one or two number like best position player in yeah. in fantasy football. So I'll take Jefferson and I, I love Bijan though. I'm a big Falcons guy. Love Bijan, but I don't think he's gonna be used the the way that everybody thinks he's gonna be used this year. So I'll I'll take Justin Jefferson. Jason, how do you see this trade? I hate it. I hate <laughs> it's it. tearing I at your heart it. a little bit. Yeah. Welcome to how I felt about that DJ Moore trade, pal. No, yeah, it's even it's... though that DJ Moore trade is definitely more egregious than this one. Definitely. Definitely. I'll say this with running backs, you can't expect more than like three or four years. So with that being said, you've got to go Justin Jefferson here. You're buying high on Bijan Robinson. S- simply 
just how it is. The rookie running back is always overvalued before the season starts in dynasty leagues. We talked about Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker last season going for what Bijan Robinson is going for this season. When it's all said and done, he's going to lose tons of lifetime value points. He's going to lose tons of value in general. The shine will have worn off and he's just going to be a great running back on a division winning team and perhaps a playoff game winning team in the Atlanta Falcons. But that's still not enough. Still not enough to get Justin Jefferson. Uh, Plain and simple. I don't think there's a single running back going back a lot of time. Maybe all the way back (laughs) to Christian McCaffrey's rookie season where you could make a case for maybe Christian McCaffrey rookie for Justin Jefferson. Maybe, but it it just, it takes so much. And Puka Nakua and a second round pick a whole year from now, not enough, not enough. Yeah, this is not enough. Every single time, we've had a few Justin Jefferson trades come Mm -hmm. through trade gods, and there have been some decent ones, ones we've thought about, but I feel like we always take Jefferson's side. This is where we're all kind of just lockstep here in terms of that asset in Dynasty. Jefferson, Chase, they are just destroyers. They are just... That I mean, you, that's what you build your franchise around, and Jefferson is on a Hall of Fame pace that I don't know if we've ever seen, 1,400, 1,600, 1,800 yards. Uh, it's been a long time since I've taken one of these standardized tests, but if I'm doing a little deductive reasoning here, he's going for 2K, right, boys? That's Chase, but, yeah, he's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Vikings might throw the ball. can't just insert Chase here. I'm talking about Jefferson. <laughs> The Chase Vikings are going to throw the ball so much this year. They, like the cards are, the, it's so in the cards for the Vikings to kind of not have the like the winning season they had last year because I don't think that's going to be the case. But their defense is worse than it was last year, which is hard to believe. They yeah. don't have Dalvin Cook anymore, so there goes their run game. I'm not. I don't think Alexander Madison is going to be top ten in rushing this year. And you got you got Hawkinson, Addison, Kirk, and Jefferson. They're they're going to throw the ball every chance they a get. Ton. It's it's. Kevin O'Connell comes from that 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 Cooper Cup Sean McVay offense where Kevin O'Connell he was the OC of the year that Cooper Cup set the fantasy world on fire. He comes over and he does the exact same thing with Justin yeah. Jefferson. And now they're going to probably throw the ball more than they did last year in a season where Jefferson was was the best. So unless by barring injury Jefferson's going to have another smash. This might be like one of the only like the the first year in a while where he the wide receiver one actually repeats as the wide receiver one the next year because I don't think we've had it since Antonio Brown. Ooh, and Antonio Brown is one of my favorites of all time. For Rest in peace as arena uh, league football team, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was really hoping to get to a game. Continues. Oh I was really hoping God. to get to a game. I think guess I can't make it now. Bizarre. But this is all Vontez Burfick's fault. We've talked about it in the past. But anyway, that's a topic for another <laughs> podcast. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout-out to the Man vs. Machine show here in Dynasty Week. Theo OG Graminger had to fill in for Billy as he was out of town, but Dario and Theo killed it. They had Heath Cummings on from CBS Fantasy, and they talked about how Bijan's, uh, you know, his presence in the Atlanta Falcons offense will affect other players in fantasy like Drake London. So check out that episode of Man vs. Machine. It was a great show this week, and they killed it for Dynasty Week. Here we are, boys, almost at the finish line. One trade left to break down. Let's get into it. Team A is acquiring Jeff Wilson, a 2024 second, and K.J. Osborne for Alexander Mattinson. I will do you both the pleasure of giving the context immediately before giving your answers. Team A also has Saquon, Brees Hall, Javante Williams, Antonio Gibson, and Isaiah Pacheco. So they do not 
theoretically need Alexander Madison. So with that knowledge, Tyler, which side of this trade are you taking? If the, yeah, they definitely don't need a running back. I feel like this is it's a it's a decent haul for Madison. I feel maybe we could have. I feel like everyone's out there saying to sell high, but is anyone actually buying like buying high? Have we seen like a Madison trade where you got like a really nice dynasty piece? I haven't seen one like on Twitter mm-hmm. or really on anything. So I I think everyone thinks like it's like oh yeah you held Madison you, now he has value, but does he really have the value? Because it's one of the things where everyone recognizes the fact that he actually might not have value because it's the most shocky thing just to say oh Madison's like the step in guy. So I want I wanted I want to say you could have got more, but I don't even know if that's possible. So if you don't need the running back, I guess, yeah, take the shot with Osborne. He's the, he could be the wide receiver too. in a, an offense, like we just said, could pass the ball a ton this year. If he's really better than, uh, better than Addison. And he had some really good games last year. Like some, some really like, I think like a couple double digit reception games, uh, like 160 mm-hmm. yards, 80 yards. something like, like he had really good games. And then you get the 20, 24 second, maybe you get lucky, you uh, hit on, uh, hit on like a third round running back who ends up being something. So I'll take the, the Wilson Osborne uh, 20, the pick side for sure. Jason, what do you think here? Yeah. I mean, I have seen Madison go for like a little bit more. I feel like the starting ground for those trades has kind of been a 24 first, but to just move that down to a second, get a guy who's probably going to get eight points a game. And then KJ Osborne who might get around the same amount. I guess it's fine. (sighs) I don't know. I, I, I'm definitely on the side getting the assets. I just feel like they could have maybe got a little bit more or maybe consolidated KJ Osborne and Jeff Wilson to be a little bit more. I am, however, or not however, I am one of those guys that's just not in the Jeff Wilson camp. I, I do believe it's A-Chain, Mostert, then Wilson. And if they sign Cook, that Wilson's the man out. So that's kind of what's putting the sour taste in my mouth. I just don't see as much coming from him. I do like KJ Osborne. I think he's a buy. I think people have faded him because of Jordan Addison, but you can, he's still going to get a decent amount of volume in a team that we're projecting to pass a lot more. So I do like that asset, and you're staying with the Vikings as well. So it's good enough. I just I think that you could probably consolidate the two actual players for something a little bit better, just a little bit. Yeah, I did. I was searching Twitter here because I wanted to bring some sort of trade to the table that would make you guys go, oh, this was possible. Our, Nick Pentakoff on Twitter uh, he's a great follow. Make sure you check him out. Does a lot of like prospect breaking down stuff like that. Uh, he said one of his dynasty leagues he saw Alexander Comet, uh, Alexander Madison traded for Cole Comet, a first and a second. Wow. Yeah. So there are some loony bits. Okay. So there. maybe yeah, maybe there is. Yeah. If you there can get are. that, go do it. Go do it right away. Of course, yeah. of course. But uh, I think here with the context that he provided of all of these running backs, I mean, there is a scenario where he needs a running back. There's that many injuries. But I think the second he could go ahead and make that type of trade. Uh, but if he had one less, let's just say he, he was just listing, you know, Gibson, Pacheco, and Saquon, I think I would hold on to Madison for this return just in case you need him for a rainy day. Uh, but that's going to uh, not be the case here given his running back depth. And, boys, what a marathon of some breaking downs. Before we say goodnight, do you want to do a little buy or sell before we say goodnight to the people? Yeah. yeah. I Let's do. Let's knock it out. Let's knock it out. Do it. It's time to buy and sell. So today we are continuing our journey through the ranks 11 through 20. We have two players listed, Ken Walker III and the Slim Reaper, Devontae Smith. Are they buys or are they sells? First, let's start with the Slim Reaper, Tyler. Is Devontae Smith a buy or a sell in Dynasty? I, If I have to pick one, I'll say sell. 
Uh, I, otherwise, I'd probably say hold. He just feels like a guy who he's going to – it's kind of like the Jalen Waddle argument a little bit, at least while Tyree Kill is there, because he's, he's, he's not going to be the number one unless there's an injury. He's always going to be the number two. But the number two in a really good offense – I guess it would be like T. Higgins would be a better example, I think. The number two in a really good offense behind a really good receiver is still a really valuable role. I think it would all depend on what I could get for him. I'm not necessarily looking to sell him. I don't think it's one of those situations where, oh, you need to sell him because of this or something like that. So if you could get something really good for him, like if you could get one of those guys like T. Higgins plus or even like I'd probably do Jalen Waddle for uh, Devonta Smith straight up, but mm-hmm. uh, I would do those things. But I, I'm not necessarily looking – to sell him but if you can get some for him then i don't see the a problem with exploring that possibility i don't really have a whole lot to add there tyler i kind of think we're lockstep in our thinking here i he's a sell because his value is so high not because we don't believe in the player we believe that we can get we can extract some value either trading him for another receiver plus like a t higgins like you mentioned you know if you look at the player profile dynasty rankings we have a new tool where you can adjust our rankings based on your strategy win now neutral or rebuild which to me it's the best new tool in fantasy football and if you look at these ranks here you bring up the wide receivers for win now Devontae Smith is wide receiver 13. That puts him in the range of Devontae Adams, T. Higgins, Drake London, JSN, DJ Moore, uh, a whole bunch of guys that you could get a, something on top of, or you could get a little, little something on top of it to get your Jaden Waddles, Amon Rossi Brown, or even like you mentioned, you know, Tyreek Hill. So beasts in the game. So I, I think I would check the value there. So I'm with you, Tyler. Jason, what are you doing here with Devontae? Are you buying or selling? I'm going against you guys here. I am definitely buying Devontae Smith. I am probably close to a Tyler that he probably classifies a little bit more as a hold. But yeah, I do believe at the very least, if you're paying up for Devontae Smith, you're never really going to lose value. I do view him as a very consistent mid to low end wide receiver one for basically the rest of his career. I can't really think of a comparable player, maybe because a wide receiver hasn't won the Heisman in over 20 years. And this is the only one who's done it. Uh, but the fact that he's, the wide receiver two helps him in some ways, uh, a easier coverage, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, uh, AJ Brown does have some injury history. There are there is some times that he'll step into that wide receiver one role, but even then, with AJ Brown, he was fantastic from week thirteen on. Twenty-one point game, seventeen point game, seventeen point game, thirty-one point game, twenty point game, thirty point game, eighteen point game, a five-point game in the NFC Championship where they were just routing the 49ers. And then a 17-point game in the Super Bowl. Definition of consistency at Alabama. Took until year three to truly break out after taking a step forward every single year. Now going into his third year in the NFL, perhaps there's some more on the table. And we talk about him being wide receiver 10. Last year, he was top 10 in route participation, snap share, receptions, receiving yards, yards after catch, expected points added, total points. I think... A lot of the times we talk about when a player's high, you want to sell them. You're going to be able to get value here. They might drop. But in the world where I view Devontae Smith, he could drop. But I also don't necessarily see him dropping past like wide receiver 14. And he could probably even go up as high as a top five wide receiver. I mean, if anything happens to A.J. Brown, he's being skyrocketed up the board. And he'll have two years of route running experience within the NFL uh, uh, he's just a guy I love. I love um, definition of consistency for me. I'm going to stick with him for sure. 
Tyler, I think I'm switching sides here. I think he's swaying I, me. I started off by saying he was more of a hold. I said, I'm not looking to go, yeah. to go out there and sell. I'm just saying, well, I, I still think I'd rather have T. Higgins plus than Devonta Smith. Fair enough. Real quick, rapid fire, James Martin in the chat. He's asking, would you trade the Slim Reaper for C.J. Stroud in PPR Superflex Rebuild? Yes or no, Tyler? Oh, probably not. Just because C.J. Stroud doesn't have that rushing ability. If it was Anthony Richardson, I think I'd say yes. Just because I like to gamble. I'm a gambler at heart. (laughs) But, yeah, so I would – I would not for C.J. Stroud, though. I just feel like it might be a a little bit before we actually see Houston turn that offense around. I'll I'll take the – the proven wide receiver and a really good offense. I'll take Monday. Jason, yes or no? I think I would do it. I think I would do it. I think you could get a little bit more thrown on top, so maybe I technically wouldn't, but I think it's close enough to where it's worth it in a super flex league. I am a believer in CJ Stroud, and I'm a believer in the Houston Texans. We talked about Jalen Petrie. We were talking about IDP leagues, but the Houston Texans did come alive in terms of defense last year. Uh, and they've only added to their offense and brought in a fantastic defensive coordinator to be the head coach in D'Amico Ryans, who I believe will be changing their culture. The offensive coordinator they brought in is from the 49er Shanahan tree. So I am a believer in those Texans. I think that that is an organization moving in the right direction. And so, yeah, I think I might actually take the gamble and go for Stroud, given it's a super flex league. But I do think you could probably get a little bit of a cherry on top. Uh, I am not going to do that. Your speech just made me want to run through the wall for the Slim Reaper, and I ain't changing it now, baby. I'm going Devontae Smith there. But Ken Walker, Tyler, where you at? Mr. Walker, are you buying or selling? I love Ken Walker. I absolutely love Ken Walker. You watch him play the way he like might be. If we're talking pure runner, I honestly think he's in like that Nick Chubb, like that kind of like running. He's just he's just so good on the ground, man. He's so much fun to watch. He it's it, like. He just some of the plays he gets out of, even like at Michigan State, like we realized how I, I don't know this is a college podcast, but Michigan State when he left, they were not good at all. They had no identity. <laughs> he was a high like these running backs who are like Heisman picks. These are really good NFL players, and I feel mm-hmm. like history has kind of mm-hmm. shown us that that if you're in the Heisman can't like kind of like discussion, you're going to be a really good NFL running back. So he had a great season when he was the guy last year. I mean, he was. Before the whole Charbonnet debacle, he was like what a running back, like three or four. He was he one in dynasty rankings. He we had him at RB one. Yeah, uh, yeah he, like so. It's like now, okay. So the, yeah, they drafted a second round running back. Like now, we're supposed to just completely fade every for all the reasons we liked him. Now we're supposed to oh now he's now he's not as good. Like yeah, he might Charbonnet might cut into his workload a little. But even if he does, like we've seen these 50-50 backfields be good. And this is going to be a really good offense. If it was like, uh, I, I don't mean to, to go everything you said of the Texans, but if he was on the Texans and this was the same situation, like I probably <laughs> wouldn't like it as much. But Seattle's a really good offense. Their O-line's good. They're going to score a lot of points. So I feel like there might be a more than more than enough to go around, kind of like a same situation with uh, Kamara and Ingram. I mean, they both finished as a top 12 running back. So. I like Ken Walker, especially if you can buy the dip right now on him. I think your your dynasty team's really gonna really benefit from that. Jason, what are your thoughts here on Mister Ken Walker? You buying, you selling? Definitely, I, I love Kenneth Walker. I'm buying into him. We talk about oh, he can't catch the ball, but he had a six reception game last year. He had another game where he had five targets, mostly just screens, but he was good with those, kind of like Pacheco was in the playoffs, where you know just got like 10, 15 yards after a catch. 
doesn't really matter. I don't think he'll have that role as much next season, but he doesn't really need it. Tyler brought up Nick Chubb. Fantastic comparison. Uh, they brought in Kareem Hunt, and he maybe took away some points from Nick Chubb, but Nick Chubb was still incredibly efficient and a good fantasy asset. Same here with Kenneth Walker. He's only 22 years old. He's got an incredible profile, third in breakaway runs last season on a good offense, fallen enough in value as well where it's a buying window. Yeah, give me Kenneth Walker, man. I was able to draft Kenneth Walker at the 305 in our single quarterback startup league that the three of us are in, which is a ton of fun. You know, big shout out to Matt for setting that up for Dynasty Week. Uh, There's been a lot of trades, a lot of fun, you know, having two trade gods in there. What did you expect? Of course, we were going to go in there and fuck shit up. But yeah, I took him at the 305, so I do believe there's a bit of a dip right now in his value. Yeah. Uh, last year, he didn't really start getting touches until week five. Remember, he missed week one, and he was under 50% snap share. Matter of fact, he was under 40% snap share weeks two, three, uh, two, three, four. So then week five, he started getting uh, some touches. So even in, in a little bit of a truncated season, like you mentioned, third most breakaway runs, 10th most evaded tackles. He had you know 4.8 yards per touch. He was great at juking, so he was able to create on his own. I think that this guy is a pure runner, a great runner, like you both mentioned. So I am also looking to buy Mr. Kenneth Walker. And you mentioned the times where he did become a bit of a presence in the passing game but i also want to talk about the times where he wasn't in week 17 18 he only had one target in each of those games no touchdowns was still a top 17 running back those weeks so i mean the guy can run for a ton of yards he can produce he doesn't have to be running uh, you know dependent on catches i know we love that in terms of ceiling but i'm looking to buy and you know what that means boys Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, baby. You know where I was going with this. Of course I was going to NSYNC. Those are three buys in a row. So you're looking at that NSYNC special with Mr. Ken Walker. Bye, bye, bye. Boys, what a great episode here tonight. We went through 11 freaking trades, two buys and sells, and it was a ton of fun. But before we go, Tyler, please tell everyone where they can find you on social, where they can get all your work, because, my man, this is our first time getting a chance to work together, but I'm super excited that you're part of the squad. I've been watching you know, your mock draft lives, uh, episodes, all that good stuff. I'm really excited to work with you, man. So just tell all the people they can find you. Yeah, likewise. I uh, PPR, PPR Tyler on Twitter. Um, I have to change it to Tyler Football because that's what everyone's calling me around here now. Tyler so Football, I, baby. I changed it, and now people are calling me something different, so we'll see. We'll, maybe, we'll see if that Twitter name is still available. Uh, but yeah, kind of just do like you said, doing the, all the rounds on some of the shows. Mock Jeff Live was on Writer's Roundtable last night, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. Uh, I think I'm, I'll be on the game plan here coming up soon, right? I think next month. If yes, I remember sir. Correctly. July so, 1, the weekend yep. of July 1, Tyler will be on the game that. plan. I uh, wrote up some uh, stuff for the for the world famous draft kit as well. So uh, check out, I think, off the top of my head, who did I write up? Like Devin Singletary, I remember that was one. And uh, nice. Brandon McManus. Go check out my Brandon McManus. The studs. That comes up. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm getting the, 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 the best guys in the, in the space round. The best guys doing it. So go check that out. And by the way, Maddie, I think somebody sent you a trade offer in the, in the, in the, the Dynasty uh-huh. Star Wars. I got I, two offers. Oh, okay. In yeah. my inbox. And you're on the clock. I'm on the clock. <laughs> I got like a half hour left. I got time. Maybe it can be an overtime segment. That we do is break down that trade offer. Oh, okay. Stick around for that. Jason, tell the people they can find you. 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. Wake and take. We are talking football in the mornings while sipping on some coffee. It's great. It's fun. I answer your questions, everything. So please tune into those. If you don't follow our Instagram or Facebook, make sure you do that. Player profiler on Facebook. Roto Underworld on Instagram. 
And then, of course, you can find me here Thursday nights doing the best show on the Player Profiler Network, Trade Gods, every single week with my my man, my friend, Maddie Kiwoom. It's great. My Trade God brethren. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. So make sure, I hope we see you guys again next week. And then my Twitter is at jfootballwine. You can follow me at Matty Kiwum on Twitter. Make sure you're following everything that Player Profiler has going on. Like this YouTube page or follow this YouTube page. Smash the like button on this video. Follow our Instagrams, our TikToks. Oh, my God. We got so much in the works. You guys are going to want to stay tuned for everything in store at Player Profiler. He's Jason Allwine. I'm Matty Kiwum. We are the Trade Gods, and we'll see you next week. Peace.